Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to The Strata, a Beyond the Dark production. Season 4, Eradication. Part 5. In Delta Storage, the emergency lighting system has kicked in, but the illumination is patchy. Most of the place is still dark. I take out my scan light and lead the way as quickly as I can, still conscious that Curran hasn't reported back. Curran, you there? Come in. I'm sure your friend is going to be fine, Emily. Yeah. Comms are out. That's all it is. Right. Just like Captain Alvarez said, with old ships like these, things break all the time. One tiny thing goes out of whack. That's all it takes. Well, that's not my field of expertise, but I'm sure he's right. How about you, Renee? You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. To be honest, I'd rather be down here with you than upstairs with that creep Kerrigan. Kinda ironic that he's the security guy. He's supposed to be the one who makes us feel safe. He uses fear as a tool. Probably thinks he can make us run for the escape pod with a single glare. But he's not that scary. You know, I think that's it. He wants us to be afraid. That way, he can act like he's the most important one on the ship. The guy with the gun who's going to save everyone. 
He's been trying to scare me from day one. <laughs> like the way he goes on about those Terran loyalists. What does he say about them? He seems to think we should be looking over our shoulder for them every second of the day. Like they're hiding in closets or something. That seems a bit extreme. To be honest, I've never heard of them until I got on board the Kotona. Oh, they're out there. You've seen them? Well, even in a place like Tau Seti Station, you won't have to look very far to find them. People who think that colonizing the far reaches of space is a bad idea. Not just for humans, but for all the creatures we find every time we establish a new colony. I guess they have a point, in some ways. There's a lot of indigenous species that have suffered at our hands. Species? Like the ones you're transporting? Yes. We're taking them home for study, so we can understand a bit more about them. But Kerrigan is overreacting, no doubt about that. I can't see why the Terrans would take an interest in the Katona. Me either. Ah, here we go. My specimens are just up ahead. We reach a rack of biocrates, and I point my scan light at the nearest one. Then, wish I hadn't. Ugh! What the hell is that thing? Relax. It's okay. Behind the glass is a slimy, squid-like thing with thorny protuberances on its tentacles. And I see a pair of milky eyeballs at the center of its body that almost look human. A similar specimen is on the crate next to it, and both are suspended in some kind of gel. Condensation is forming on the outside of the second glass screen. Let's see here... Yeah, I thought so. The contamination cells have lost power. The battery backup on this one is ruptured. Might have been the surge. It's already starting to thaw. What happens when it thaws? I lose my specimen. And if there's damage to the crate, we're going to end up with a sinking mess here. Ugh, not good. The other crate isn't so bad. The battery is intact. It'll hold for a couple of hours yet. But after that, I could lose this one too. Hopefully I can get the power back by then. Listen, I gotta keep moving. Sure, no problem. I'm going to head back and see if I can find a replacement battery for this unit. Here, take the scan light. I'm fine. I think you'll need it more than I will. Good luck, Emily. It's not much further before I'm hit by the odor of smoke and burnt plastic in the sight of charred walls. There must have been a flash fire that was put out by the automatic extinguishers. Curran! You hear? Curran! I... Mac! Damn it! Mac, are you okay? Mac? Uh, oh, no. Shit! Curran! Curran, can you hear me? Where are you? There you are. Curran, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Okay, you've got a pulse. That's good. That's good. That Gavin is dead, Curran. What happened? Can you hear me? 
You've got a nasty gash on your head, buddy. I'm gonna patch you up and you're gonna be okay. If he can hear me, I only hope I sound more convincing than I feel. Curran's skin is blackened, and dried blood is caked near his ear and cheek. By the look of the ruptured panels nearby, it's clear there was an explosion. Matt Gavin must have taken the brunt of it, but Curran still took a bad hit. <sighs> okay, hang in there. I need to seal off the circuit so the damage doesn't spread any further. <laughs> Got my trusty plast cutter with me, just like always, huh? Get you out of here. Come on. I've got you. Shit. Sorry. Almost slipped. Don't want to drop you. I shine the scan light down at the floor and see that it's slick with some kind of fluid. I follow the trail and realize that I'm back at Renee's biocrates. My heart nearly stops as I make the connection, and slowly, I raise the scan light. The glass screen on the thawing biocrate has ruptured outward, and there's gel oozing down the wall. Worse, the creature that was inside is nowhere to be seen. We're getting out of here. Don't worry, Curran, I've got you. There's a... There's an explanation for the biocrate. Renee came back and removed the specimen. <laughs> I mean, it's not like a dead creature is gonna smash its way out of the crate and crawl away, is it? <clears throat> Here we go, the stairs. We're out of Delta. No props. <sighs> oh, shit. Okay. We made it. Back at Juncture 7. Uh, wait a second. These emergency lights shouldn't be active. Why is everything so dark? Uh, okay, forget about that. Which is Medbay? Come on. What are you doing? I've got an injured crew member here. I need help in medbay. Kerrigan? Why am I bothering? The comms are down. The emergency broadcast system must be the only thing left online. Okay. 
take the left here. <sighs> One more turn, and Bed Bay should. <gasps> I stop and ease Curran gently onto the floor. Ahead, outside the med bay, I see two bodies laying in the corridor, and they're covered in blood. Lots of blood. <laughs> Captain Alvarez? G Gregory? Can you hear me? As I get closer, I realize there's no point in asking. Their bodies are slashed, their faces and chests ripped and torn, like they've been cut to bits. <gasps> ah! Damn it! What the hell is that? I look up and see it. Squid creature, very much alive, and crawling out of a ventilation grate. It stops and splays itself across the ceiling like an umbrella. It looks huge in comparison to when I saw it in the biocrate, now larger than a man. Its body heaves and ripples as muscles contract beneath its pasty skin, and those dead eyes flick back and forth as it scans the area. It darts across the metal, shifting position in a blink. The eyes lock onto me, and it sizes me up, getting ready to strike. I put myself between it and Curran. Don't even think about it. I reach for my plas cutter in desperation. It's the only thing within reach that might work as a weapon. I know it won't have much range against those long tentacles, so I take out a screwdriver and shove it into the nozzle that regulates the plasma flow. Come on, come on! The creature curls onto its back like a dying cockroach, shaking and convulsing. Then it stops moving altogether. The med bay is sealed due to the lockdown, but for someone with even basic optech skills like mine, that isn't a huge problem. I access a subroutine that gets me through, then take Curran inside and place him gently on the gurney. Okay, lay here. That's the way. Just one second. There's gotta be supplies in here somewhere. Ugh, what the hell? Where is everything? Doesn't anyone on the ship bother to restock the med supplies? I try to think of where else on the ship I might find meds. When suddenly, a terrible thought occurs to me. There's still another creature down in Delta Storage, and the battery that's keeping it frozen is slowly running out. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay, think. I consider sealing myself in the med bay with Curran, but the way the creature flattened itself when it came out of the ventilation system, 
There might be nowhere on the Kotona that's safe. Maybe if I grab another plas cutter from the workshop, I'd have a fighting chance. But that trick with the plasma was more luck than anything. I don't like my chances of pulling it off again without killing myself. A thought occurs to me. A different idea entirely, and I realize it's probably the best shot we have at survival. I close the medbay door, grab the scanline, and start to run. finish prepping the escape pod and take one last look around. At a pinch, it can seat 12 people easily enough. So with just me inside, there's lots of empty space. My eyes linger on the storage unit for a second, and then I head back to the doorway. In the hangar outside, I find Renee standing motionless not far away. There's blood on her face, and she looks a mess. Renee! It's okay. I- Going somewhere without me? Hey, what are you doing with Kerrigan's gun? Answer my question. I wasn't going to leave without you. Yeah, sure. Did you get it working? Huh? The pod. It wouldn't launch when I tried it before. <laughs> you tried to leave? <laughs> and here you are, chewing me out! Tell me! It's part of the security system. The pod won't activate during a lockdown unless you bypass the block. And did you do that? Yeah, I... What's in that bag you're carrying? Those look like stim packs and bandages. Sharp one, aren't you? You... You took all of that from Medbay? <sighs> Do you know why the colonists pack creatures like that into crates and ship them home? It's so they can study them, find their weaknesses, and the endgame? Eradication. What are you talking about? Face it, Emily. You and your colonist buddies are killers. Uh, holy shit. You're one of them. Those Terran loyalists. Think about it. Think about the system you're a part of. A system of genocide against innocent alien creatures. And their only crime is to inhabit worlds that have been marked for settlement. That's the legacy you're leaving for mankind. You caused the overload with the power grid in Delta. You sabotaged it! It was the only way to get my specimens out of their biocrates without setting off an alarm. Why would you even consider releasing those things? We Terrans have been trying to make colonists listen for years. We've been through protests and debates and discussions, but no one hears us. So we're moving to the next level. We're dealing in terror now. Something they can't ignore. I'm pretty sure that when news breaks about what happened here, people will take notice. Kerrigan was right about you people. Yeah, but now he's lying in his quarters with a cryoscalpel buried in his neck. And I've got this gun. So, get the hell out of my way. Give. Me. The meds. No. You deserve to suffer. You all deserve to suffer! God damn it! The gun falls to the floor and Renee goes after it. I reach over and yank the bag from her hands. 
then turn and start to run back toward Medbay. That's it. Lie there and suffer. Just like all of those innocent species you colonists have tortured over the years. See how you like it. Emily, get up. Get the hell up! Uh, a stem. I need a stem. Curran, I'm coming. should help. I... I reach out for something to hold, but my hands can't find purchase. I stumble, and then I fall. That's your name, isn't it? Uh, who are you? Emily, I'm Commander Stone, in charge of the warship Valiant. How are you feeling? Uh, uh, like I've been shoved through a meat grinder. Yes, I expect so. You've been through quite an ordeal. Uh, uh, I, I don't understand. We picked up a distress signal from your ship, the Katona, en route to Tau Ceti. A good thing. You could have been drifting out there a lot longer. Curran, is he... where is he? He's alive. In fact, you and your friend were the only survivors we found on board the entire freighter. The two of you were barely clinging to life. We had to keep you sedated in quarantine for a few days here aboard the Valiant, but now, you're in the clear. There was a sabotage. Renee. Yes, we know about her. There's no sign of her, or the pod she escaped on anywhere in the system. We believe she must have made a rendezvous with her Terran accomplices and shot through. But there's something else I need you to tell me. What is it? 
The Katona's manifest showed that there were two dangerous Xeno specimens smuggled on board. We found one burnt to a crisp outside medbay, but... You want to know what happened to the other one? Well, yes. We couldn't find it. We searched the entire cargo area. Took more than a day. But nothing. I had a plan to save the crew. I went and pulled the second creature's biocrate out of Delta storage and hauled it to the escape pod. Then I put the crate inside the storage locker. I figured that if the creature was off the ship, it couldn't hurt anyone else. But Renee interrupted me before I could launch the pod. It was inside the escape pod with her? That's what you're telling me? Yeah. Thawing in the compartment right above her head. And I bet she never even realized. I'm impressed. That was very clever of you. It's not like I planned it that way. That's just how it worked out. By the way, I think I have all the answers I need. This is beautiful. Perfect. Those Terrans got what they deserved. Commander? Yes? Is it true what Renee said? Are we colonists wiping out innocent creatures everywhere we go? Get some more rest, Emily. You need it. After a couple days, I'm strong enough to get out of bed. Curran's room is just down the hall, and that's where I end up spending most of my time. He didn't fare as well as me, and for a while it's touch and go. Hang in there, okay? That bartender's still waiting for you on Tau City. Remember her? I talk a lot, even though he doesn't respond. Curran? I can only hope that somewhere in there he still hears me. Emily, how's he doing? No change, Commander. Same as yesterday. I'm sure he'll improve with time. In any case, I have some good news for you. Oh? You're going to be offered a new position, right here on the Valiant. An optech role like your old one, but far more prestigious. No, that's okay. What? I'd rather not. You're going to turn me down? Yeah, sorry. Was it the Terrans? Did they get inside your head or something? Can't say I agree with everything Rene told me, but now I don't see the colonization effort in the same light. It's not the adventure it once was. Very well. What is it you intend to do, then? I intend to wait. Right here. Weeks later, Curran finally comes out of the medbay. He still has a long road to recovery ahead of him, and I don't see any choice but to take him somewhere quiet so he can rest.
who it is. Pull it into my dock back home at Greywater. Hey, Gargoa. <laughs> it lasted longer than I thought out there, Emily. Thanks, I guess. What's wrong with the kid? Curran? He just doesn't have much to say now. I was hoping he could rest while I, uh... If you want your old job back, you can have it, if that's what you're asking. You didn't give it to someone else? Now why would I do that? I knew it wouldn't be long till you came back. I put together a wheelchair so Curran can sit on the dock and watch the waves come in. He isn't quite the same as before. It's hard to get a word out of him most times as he sits there and watches me work. Hey! Curran! How's it look? Do you think this one's ready? Most of the time, he's content to listen as I ramble about my day. But every now and then, he gets a look in his eye. A glimmer of the old Curran. And that helps me believe that he's still in there somewhere. That someday, he'll go back to the way he was. Every now and then, if the sky is clear, I push the wheelchair up to the bluff and I lay down with him to watch the stars like we did in the old days. If I try hard enough, there are moments when I'm able to let it all go. I allow myself to forget everything that happened up there. And, for a while at least, the universe is once again a simple place full of simple dreams. This podcast is made possible by my supporters on Patreon. If you'd like to hear ad-free, early release episodes, head over to patreon.com slash beyondthedark. There you'll also find my exclusive miniseries, The Strata Luna, the official law book Gridworks, exclusive soundtrack releases, and much more. Your support means I can keep bringing you more seasons of The Strata. Season 4, Eradication, starring Sam Slade, Dane Brady, Cap Britano, David Cook, Nina Nikolic, Charlie Wilson, Elisa Martea, Daniel Lear, Avery Moon, Oliver Smith, Harry Frost, Benjamin M. Campbell, 
and Henry Arnold. Created by Mark R. Healy. A Beyond the Dark production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Oh, hey, friends, it's me, your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. You don't know me, but I'm going to introduce you to Dungeons and Dragons, where I play D&D with my friends, and, th- and they're going to become your friends because you're going to love us so much. I mean, maybe, maybe you won't love us, but we'll love you. Let me give you a taste of the show in 42 seconds. Let's go. You must have a, f- a-, a flask. He's anything. got a satchel. This is the most disappointed <laughs> way I've ever heard anyone say the word satchel. Cost. How much is a donkey cost? Russ, how much is a donkey, cost? Is Russ, is a donkey cost? everyone wants to know. <laughs> For one hour. Concentration, so if you do another concentration spell. It's abjuration, you doink. It's concentration. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like exactly the sort of person you should probably tell your friends about. The kind that are there and say, like, weird, mysterious things and then just disappear? Yeah, that's why I'm telling oh, you. okay. Also, he had three eyes. Oh! We're having this rager. I mean, Lich Astley and the Magic Magic Missiles is going to be playing later tonight. <laughs> is he ever going to give you up? <laughs> never going to give you up, never going to let you down. Orcus is going to rule all and he won't desert you. What else do I need to tell you? We're Dungeons & Dragons. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts or at dumbdragons.com. We can't wait to adventure with you.